This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. like bumper cars at JFK, this time a flight crashes into parked cars or planes, because really it's planes, but they might as well have been cars. There's a very strange, strange thing happening there. In a new poll, Trump trounced DeSantis. How about that if they were in a primary matchup? And then in the meantime, speaking of getting trumped, Biden and McCarthy are squaring off over the debt ceiling. It is pretty scary that we consistently deal with this, and there seems to be no end in sight. Hey, hey, everybody. Kate Delaney, let's start with the debt ceiling. So what is the scoop there? Well, you know, this, the deal is, is that the new House Speaker called on the Democrats to start these talks immediately on raising the debt ceiling. It's a requirement that is used as leverage to slash federal spending. So McCarthy said he wanted to sit down with all the leaders, especially the president, and start having these discussions. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen threw in her two cents. She warned last week that the federal government would run up against the federal debt ceiling this Thursday, forcing the Treasury to start taking what she calls extraordinary measures that would provide liquidity roughly through June. So McCarthy said, let's start to talk before the the cash crunch gets too close. Who wants to put the nation through some type of threat at the last minute with the debt ceiling? Nobody wants to do that. So there are no plans to negotiate. Instead, the demand is a clean vote to raise the debt ceiling. The White House press secretary reiterated the administration's position that, as President Biden has made clear, Congress has to deal with the debt limit and has to do so without conditions. But congressional Republicans are threatening to hold the nation's full faith and credit, a mandate of the Constitution, hostage to their demands to cut Social Security, to cut Medicare, to cut Medicaid, brinkmanship that threatens the global economy. And that was it. That was the, that was it. That was all that uh, was came out of the White House. So, um, the new speaker McCarthy did say that the country's main social welfare programs were fair game for negotiations, as far as he's concerned, along with discretionary spending, and said, let's sit down and find a place where we can protect Medicare and Social Security for the future generations. Let's put our house in order now. Uh, of how we're going to spend. So there's a standoff happening here. And if you look back in history, standoffs don't really go very well. So we are veering toward default. The plan is to call the Treasury Department to meet the obligations, that the ones that you have to pay, the must-pay group, which includes, you don't need to know them all, but Treasury Instruments, Social Security, Medicare, and the military. And guess what happens with the other bills? They don't get paid. So 
It's the same posturing maneuvering that we've seen and heard for a very, very long, long time. If you and I operated our lives this way, we would be tanked (laughs) no matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you're making five cents or you're making millions. You just can't run things this way. But this is an old argument and an old conversation that's been going on since I jumped behind this microphone 16 years ago. Wow, that's scary to say that. 16 years ago. How about that? All right, this deal at JFK is is frightening. And it's funny, I don't, I've flown out of, JFK a couple of times, but I don't like it, and I don't ever go through there. I go through one of the other two airports there. I prefer it because there's always seems to be some cockamamie thing, not planes, the plane nearly smashing into another plane. That hasn't happened to me. Or now this JetBlue flight bumped into an empty parked plane at JFK while leaving the terminal. This is five days after a near miss. It was on pushback, and it was preparing to taxi on the tarmac. So it later returned to the gate. There were no reported injuries. But again, this is where we almost had a potentially fatal collision that was very narrowly avoided just five days ago. So now this is under investigation, right? Now, somebody on board the JetBlue flight during Wednesday's incident said the plane was being pushed back from the gate by a pushback truck, which is common, and preparing to taxi before takeoff. During the pushback, the plane, <laughs> the plane, uh, the air, which was an Airbus, hit another parked Airbus, a JetBlue Airbus. So then they go back to the gate. The p- passengers have to disembark. There were no injuries. Both aircrafts were put out of service. So now the people that were on the plane, which, of course, it was bound for San Juan, um, they all get re-racked because that's what they have to do. The flight was going to Puerto Rico, and it was supposed to take off at 6 a.m. They did eventually get a new plane two hours later, so they did get off the ground. But uh, whatever is happening, you know, you have the Allied Pilots Association. They represent about 15,000 American Airlines pilots. They're raising concerns about new cockpit protocols enforced by the airline without adequate training. They're saying it's it needs to become part of the FAA and TSA investigation into what's happening. And these new checks have been enforced since January 11th. So they're having a weird deal with cockpit. That's what the Allied Pilots Association is saying with cockpit communications during critical events like low visibility landings. Boy, I don't like hearing that kind of thing. And so now these two deals with um, JFK and, you know, the fact that you had almost the crash is, is, not, uh, is not the kind of news that people want to hear when they're flying in and out of there. How about this? A new poll comes out that shows, there's all this talk about DeSantis who says he's not, he he's just wants to be the governor. He's working on Florida and that's the focus. And his book, by the way, comes out in February. So the former president, Trump, holds a 17-point lead over Florida Governor Ron DeSantis in a hypothetical, so it's hypothetical, that's the key, Republican primary matchup. The morning consult poll released on Wednesday showed Trump with 48% support among 
potential Republican primary voters, followed by DeSantis with 31. Trump's frontrunner position differs from some other polls since the November midterm elections, which have shown DeSantis, of course, that's when his name was really percolating, closing the gap with Trump or even in some cases taking the lead. By the way, just for grins, Mike Pence, the former VP, came in third, 8 percent. Liz Cheney, 3 percent. Former U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, and Senator Ted Cruz both got 2% when you talk about the um, primaries. So it is something to watch. I say this all the time. Polls are polls are polls for a reason. Pollsters get paid well for uh, the reasons of culling the thoughts of the people who could possibly vote for whatever candidate and to get a sense of what's happening out there. So that is kind of a surprise, I have to say, because we kept hearing DeSantis, DeSantis, DeSantis. Long way to go. Man Cave coming up next. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. It's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. Ever feel completely down on your luck, whether it's your career or just your life? Do you look at other people and wonder, why them, not me? I'm Kate Delaney. I did it. I admit it. I've learned some valuable and priceless lessons from some of the rock stars I've interviewed over the years, like Sir Richard Branson or the late, great John Madden, and I want to share them. Want to laugh? Want to learn? Want more out of life? Then pick up a copy of my book, Deal Your Own Destiny, Increase Your Odds, Win Big, and Become Extraordinary. Get it on Amazon today. 
The Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea naturally builds good cells and kills bad cells. So it's great for healthy people, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting an infection, diabetes, or cancer. To order, visit drinksupertea.com or call 818-965-9113. That's drinksupertea.com, 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. I'm here, of course, and there are other women that are listening that are interested in sports. I'm busy updating my Invade the Man Cave book that's going to be re-released coming up in March, probably by the time it's all said and uh, done. This is a big weekend for football, of course, because we're talking about playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. And when we look at the playoffs, you look at the first game on Saturday, Jacksonville and the Chiefs. We know what Pat Mahomes can do. It was incredible what Jacksonville Jacksonville did to get into the playoffs. What a thrilling wild card weekend and a huge comeback for them. But I don't see with that defense and the weapons Pat Mahomes has and being at Arrowhead Stadium that the Chiefs, who are favored by eight and a half points, don't easily win that good for jacksonville i see some good things for them in the future but i don't think in this case we're going to see an upset but it is the playoffs and you never know it kicks at 4 30 eastern 4 30 eastern now the night game at 8 15 is the eagles who won the nfc and the giants so they had a bye last week the giants got in they beat the vikings and um, this is an interesting rivalry. The Eagles are favored by seven and a half points. One of the superstars for the Giants is running back Saquon Barkley. And uh, he, it's interesting to look at Saquon Barkley and look at statistically, you know, the kind of year that he's had, actually. And he had um, five touchdowns in the first half of the year. He had um, another five touchdowns in the in the second half of the year, and then you know you'd look at the playoff game and you add some more there too as well, and you know you go back to the reasons why the Giants picked him, and there was some controversy originally about that. Well, I'm going to give you a little throwback here on NBC. One of my guests was Rashad Jennings who was a running back and is now a coach for the fan-controlled football King Pens. He was drafted by the Jags in the seventh round of the 2009 NFL Draft. He also played for the Raiders and, guess what, the Giants as well. Here's our conversation about Saquon Barkley. 
you know, we just get through the draft, and now we're seeing how some of these guys are working out in mini camps, etc. And Saquon Barkley was one of my favorites. I watched him play for Penn State. I actually went to one of the games and saw him, had a quick conversation with him. Really like him a lot. Do you think he has a great chance to be a superstar in the NFL? Hey, well, first, I appreciate you having me on. And, yes, I do. Ironically enough, two months before the draft, I predicted him as being the rookie of the year. So now that he's a giant, I'm even more excited to cheer him on. Um, I think he's an exceptional talent. I think he has his head on right. I think he has great work ethic. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for him, and I hope it translates to the pros. Yeah, and having said that, you know, the Giants, some people criticized New York for picking Barkley, not because they didn't think he was a good player, but, hey, what about the quarterback situation and Eli Manning in a couple of years? But you think they made the right choice? I do. I mean, they're going to be criticized one way or the other. People are very opinionated, especially when it comes to the quarterback position. So really, I sincerely feel they uh, made the right decision, and the reason why is because Eli can still play ball. And first round, second pick, picking a quarterback when you already have a great quarterback, I think you're going to be you're going to have too much money on the sideline. And when you have a generational running back coming through the draft, and that's a position that you've been direly wanting to address for years, um, and then you find a guy that can be who can potentially carry that uh, load and even a name uh, following up like Tiki Barber, somebody that was a staple in the backfield for the Giants, then why pass up on that opportunity? I feel they made the right decision. So it was interesting, that conversation with Rashad Jennings. You know, he's a guy who also ended up being a contestant on season 24 of Dancing with the Stars, and he went on to win that competition even. He is a really, really interesting uh, interesting person, and, and I, I think he was fun to watch the, the years that he played football. So it's always good to talk football with him. And you heard what he had to say about Saquon Barkley, and we look at Saquon Barkley now and what he's become, and that was that conversation just before when he was drafted. So you think about the Giants and the Eagles and how big of a role will Barkley have on the ground if they want to try to beat the Eagles, he'll he'll have to have one. You know, he had over 1,300 yards during the regular season, and like I said, the 10 touchdowns. I still think Philly wins this NFC Divisional Playoff game. In fact, that was one of our nail-the-score games, uh, too. And we'll see if anyone nails that game. Then on Sunday, 3 o'clock Eastern kick, AFC Divisional Playoff again, just like Jacksonville and the Chiefs. You have the Bengals and the Bills in Orchard Park. So this is, you think of the Monday night game that didn't happen, and now here they are in this Divisional Playoff against each other. And because of what happened with Hamlin, Joe Burrow and the Bills and the Bills who have had uh, the nation watching them, and they've had some incredible, incredible um, moments the past couple of years and came oh so close. And like I said, you have the recovering Hamlin, who's, by the way, been at the Bills facility almost daily. Then you look at Josh Allen, their quarterback, and the kind of season that he's had. I think the Bills are... I think this is going to be a good game. I think it's almost too close to call because what borough are we going to see? 
Um, and he's had an incredible season, too, the 35 touchdowns. I mean, just two great quarterbacks. Buffalo's favored by less than a touchdown. I'm going to say the Bills win this one, though, in Orchard uh, Park. And then the Cowboys and the 49ers, are so much history between these two teams. And that's the nightcapper at 630 on Fox. And you look at, you know, Dak Prescott, and you look at Brock Purdy, the Mr. Irrelevant quarterback who's been amazing the last five games and then in the first playoff game. So will the 49ers find their way back and close the deal? Um, I think it's be a close to it's like almost too close to call. I I I think the 49ers have a little bit of that home field advantage, but it's only four points that they're favored by. Prescott and Pollard and Lamb have to have great games like they did against Tampa, but the 49ers aren't Tampa. They're fully loaded to, and ready to go into this. So if I'm picking, if you make me pick on this one, which is hard because the Cowboys were very, very good to me in all the years that I covered them. And, of course, I live with a huge Cowboy fan, the Hubs. But I'm going to say it's going to be very tough for them. And will it come down to a kick? We saw what happened with Brett Maher and missing the four extra points. And, of course, Dallas was smart. They picked up a backup insurance um, kicker just in case Tristan Viscano uh, to make sure that that they've got a backup, frankly, right? Because if he, I, I guarantee, wouldn't that be strange? If he comes on the field and he missed the first extra point, that if he has an extra point to hit, do they immediately put Tristan in there? Do they bring him in versus Brett? Um, he's going to continue as kicker for you know for the foreseeable future right now. But they had to have some other plan, I guess. And, um, you know, let's see what happens. Because you get the case of the Yips. He's the first player to miss four extra points, period. So that's telling you something there. That's just not good. Four extra points. And luckily for him, the Cowboys had a sensational game and and beat Tampa. And that didn't become a factor because if it had become a factor... Uh, that would have been bad news for him, and if it's because you just think, you know, a kicker can miss a point, but or a, a ridiculously long field goal, you're asking them to try, but otherwise, forget about it. So big weekend in the NFL. We'll see if anyone nails the score this time around. And hey, a shout out to uh, one of my favorite players in the NHL. Steve Stamkos for scoring his 500th career goal. He got a hat trick. It happened in Vancouver. Wow. Good for him in the 5-2 win. Hang with us. Hi, this is Dr. Joel Wallach, the Mineral Doctor. You've heard me talk about 90 for Life for years. 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 2 fatty acids. You may not know this, that I've actually designed Arthur decks for animals. That's right. Your pets need 90 for Life, too. Get this essential pet product by calling 877-279-9422. That's 877-279-9422. Again... 
877-279-9422. Do you know someone with a drug or alcohol problem? Get help now. Insurance may cover everything. Stop the drug and alcohol nightmare. Call 800-284-0523. Learn how through the Family Medical Leave Act, you can leave your job without losing your job. Locations everywhere. Get immediate help for drug and alcohol problems. Call now. 800-284-0523. 800-284-0523. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. News. I'm Ryan Daniels. A landmark Department of Justice report is released into the failings of law enforcement officers who responded to the mass school shooting in Uvalde, Texas in 2022. Failures in leadership, in tactics, in communications, in training, and in preparedness. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland speaking on the 600-page DOJ report that says the shooting could have been stopped sooner. 33 students and three of their teachers were trapped in a room with an active shooter for over an hour as law enforcement officials remained outside. An appeals court decision is a loss for Apple and anyone who ordered a new Apple Watch. While the tech giant has achieved a workaround fix for an earlier U.S. International Trade Commission ban on Apple Watch products, the Alphabet company now has an appeals court ruling that upholds the ban. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. In one month, my blood pressure dropped significantly. I no longer get chest pain after exercise. It's amazing, and I ordered my second bottle. The reviews are spot on. My target is to get off BP meds, and if it keeps going like this, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. So far, a great product is what it claims to be. Great product. A few days in, and I could feel a difference for certain. Not checking medical stats yet. I know this is really working by how I feel. We'll continue to take this product. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Advertising is simple. It starts with someone who has a need. Mom! And then gets more specific. Mom, I want pizza. Then we add urgency. I want pizza tonight. Before you know it, your GCN advertising message is reaching millions of listeners. Listeners who are definitely in need. We want pizza! You see, advertising on GCN is simple. Your message meets their need, and the result means new business for you. Tell us about your business. Then let our super creative department go to work to craft just the right message to feed those who have an urgent need. We want pizza tonight! GCN has the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 1,000 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. Get started today with GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Just shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. Geo Calvary 
Casey joins us for his book that, boy, oh boy, this really resonates with me, especially my travels to Venezuela. His book is called Forgotten America, The Untold Adventures of Venezuela. So, Gio, welcome to the show and tell uh, the listeners why you wrote this book. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to uh, be here, Kate. Uh, Yes, so I wrote the book. Um, to, well, I always wanted to write, uh, but at the time eh, I didn't really know how to start the process. So I thought, what if I could make an impact that at the time really mattered? So my interests actually, um, lie in the students I taught at the time I, I taught, English as a second language to adult learners, many of whom were from Latin America. The students in my class were obviously Venezuelan, and Venezuela was at a time of economic downfall. You, we might have heard of the president, uh, President Chavez, recently passed away at the time. His successor, uh, Maduro, um, was planning to take office. So the not only the Venezuelans, but also the other cultural groups became concerned. So therefore, I, I took the opportunity to learn and actually travel out there. And from my travels, I created uh, this story called Forgotten America to uh, let people know, hey, what has happened and what continues to happen in Venezuela is important. And I think we all should take some notice into that. Well, I so agree with that. I mean, how fascinating that it's in a way that these people that you taught English as a second language which is so important and is such a pathway to so many to having success in the United States. And then they taught you by what you learned and uh, about Venezuela and what it reminded you of. So tell us some of the stories in the book. Yes. Yeah, so I wanted to um, kind of intertwine historic events with uh, fiction, but also relevant to situations that we might encounter. Uh, So we would expect uh, in the story uh, two characters. Uh, One name is uh, Carlos, who is actually from uh, this country, Venezuela, and he travels back uh, to this country with his friend Ezekiel. And Ezekiel isn't new to South America, but new to Venezuela and the situations that um, have been uh, happening. So he was kind of kind of nervous. So some of the adventures um, that we see um, includes where how profoundly Carlos um, is encountered with his past. So every um, present moment that um, seems to be important to Carlos, the readers are drawn back to a specific moment in his past that Carlos has not yet really understood or might have uh, forgotten. And, and one of those times is he 
starts to remember how he was taken um, when he was essentially a child into um, the military. And then at one point, he talks about some of the missions that he had to do, and he didn't really understand what what these were or the impact that these missions had until uh, the present. And for uh, Carlos, um, it's it's a puzzle that he tries to piece together. And Ezekiel is there trying to understand how connected those events are to the present situation. So in the present situations, we see um, many protests, how um, corruption runs rampant. And Ezekiel knows somewhat about these past events, and he is also trying to help Carlos understand those. So it's um, a piece where the past intersects with um, the present. And I did it in this way to um, see how um, important information is being told and what information might be being left out. Yeah, wow, I love that. Taking facts, taking history, and then creating the story for this novel. For you, was it fun to go on this adventure, Gio? Uh, yes, for, um, well, um, I always wanted to travel. I always, uh, like to travel because I think when we broaden, um, our, um, horizon, so to speak, or, um, our, um, our way of thinking, it opens us up. We gain a better perspective. Um, of who we are, of the situations, um, and of the, uh, of different people. So I was very excited to, to travel there. But when each time I traveled, it became a little more daunting because I became more aware of the situations. And I'll give you one example. For example, we were my um, my friend who was my uh, tour guide tour guide at the time. We were uh, traveling from uh, Caracas to um, Maracaibo to see Lake Maracaibo and um, to see the history there. And we were going to take a plane, but. Um, the plane wasn't running at the time, so we had to uh, t- take a bus. And uh, the bus, that was an interesting journey because at uh, different places, there were security checkpoints. And at one of these security checkpoints, um, the military, uh, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know the language at the time, but the military um, wanted, actually demanded me to uh, get off the bus and um, show my passport and demanded why I was here and asking those questions. And my friend intervened saying, hey, you know, this is um, very um, atypical. Why are you guys doing this? Um, I know how you guys uh, operate. You're trying to uh, intimidate my friend. You guys want some money. And so um, 
long story short, um, I was able to go back on the bus and my friend had to uh, give them money and that's what they wanted. So we see, I, I saw firsthand um, how um, frightful um, the military can be because I didn't know what was going to happen. And I also saw some of the corruption that um, that is a part of the, part of the military or, or the police at the time. Yeah, how scary is that? And then you get to witness it firsthand. What else did you learn about Venezuela when you were there? Yeah, so one of the um, exciting things I learned is that um, despite all the uh, opposition and all the plights that the um, Venezuelans were experiencing, they are a very um, happy family um, oriented culture. Um, they're there to um, support each other. Even uh, the strangers um, did their part to uh, try to help one another. Um, so I saw this, um, the, the feeling of camaraderie, of, um, of solidarity, of family being there. So I, I, I witnessed even in the uh, purest form of how unfortunate uh, situations can be, such as poverty running rampant, um, these um, lines, people have to wait, uh, regulation of uh, food at certain points of um, uh, the week, certain groups of people can only get certain amount of food. And it was uh, dictated by this um, regulation law that they had. Uh, despite that, they um, tried to uh, come together to, to be there. And despite the uh, corruption I saw from the government, the, the common people, the everyday people were very um, welcoming and, and friendly and happy to, to have people outside the country to um, explore how um, cultured and how um, majestic the uh, country actually is, despite, again, what has been going on. What do you hope people take away from reading your book, Forgotten America, The Untold Adventures of Venezuela, which you can get on Barnes and Noble or Amazon or wherever great books are sold? I wanted, um, so I uh, created a story um, in a way to try to interconnect um, how the uh, past could be relevant to our present situations. And I did that to nudge readers um, into um, a direction of being aware to ourselves, to our situations, to the situations that happen elsewhere and, and to others. This might mean not just uh, reading one newsreel or listening to one podcast, but about understanding what um, is being told, what is being left out. Perfect place to end this, Geo Calvarisi. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me, Kate.
Hi, this is Kate Delaney. I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to katedelaneyradio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind the scenes photos, great video, travels, the dog. Yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Kate Delaney fan page on Facebook. Or hit me up on Twitter at Kate S. Delaney. At Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave, and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I started fighting the IRS over 40 years ago when they tried to seize my mother's house. I sued the IRS and won. I beat the IRS then, and I've been beating them ever since. I wrote the book on tax debt settlement, and I've helped thousands of people deal with tax problems they thought might never be solved. I can help you too. If you owe taxes you can't pay, don't wait another day. There's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com What if you could cut your heating bills this winter with your existing wood-burning fireplace and not spend thousands doing it? You can with Great Wall of Fire Fireplace Grates. Our U.S. patented, made-in-America Wall of Fire Grates increase fireplace efficiency, eliminate fireplace smoke problems, and come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. See our grates in action and get free shipping from walloffire.com or call 800-274-7364. Fireplace heat without fireplace smoke. walloffire.com His book is The Vicissitudes of Life, From Dust to Dawn. Henry, boy, this book is interesting. The cover just even pulls you in. So first of all, tell us about this road to writing this book. Well, the road was a long one. I was inspired to write the book based on my medical problems. In 2011, I had a kidney transplant. I have chronic kidney disease, and then in 2017, I was diagnosed with multiple myeloma cancer, 
Mm -hmm. So basically what it was is how I fought and overcame these obstacles. And I wanted to inspire other people that just because you have a tragedy or something very serious, it doesn't mean that life ends. You could still have a purposeful, happy life. You don't want to just crawl up into a, a catatonic state and say it's all over. Some people do that, but the book is to prevent that. Wow, so well said. Because you talk about it, that in the description, that we have challenges in life, whatever your challenges are. And I said I love the cover. And the cover, you've got this boat, and you have these wicked wild sea around the, the boat. And you say, and in the poem, A Boat at Sea, we're all boats on the thrashing sea of life. We rise and fall with the waves People, as you just described there, react differently in their tragedy. So what can we learn from your book? Tell us more about the book as we know it's inspiring. Well, it depends on a person's bent. A lot of these poems are about tragedies, but I did include family remembrances and their valiant behavior, not in reaction in being proactive. The idea of the book is not to react. Most of us, when we hear bad news, we react in a negative way. The idea is to step back, accept what it is, and be proactive. I just, uh, I write every day. I'm on a blog called medium.com, and I just finished a story about Winston Churchill and his wife, And I always thought that Churchill was such a strong figure. I always wondered, wow, what a guy. But in all his tragedies, one of the things was that uh, his wife was totally behind him. And the other thing is just because a person is he had depression, he called it, he had black dogs. Just because you appear outwardly strong doesn't mean you're not a human being. And he would he would have depression, and she had some uh, breakdowns. Uh, she came from a very uh, uh, a very bad childhood, and he didn't have a great childhood. His parents were kind of standoffish, and uh, the idea is he kept he didn't he didn't lose sight of his goals. That's one thing he had, and uh, he had a, a, an attitude of you know. Uh, keep going. And so um, uh, I write on that blog every day. So there are things here. There's kind of, it's kind of a philosophy. I wrote a poem about the eclipse of God uh, where uh, this was, uh, I got the idea from a book that Martin Buber wrote. Um, he says that uh, just like you have an eclipse of the of the sun and it's dark, it doesn't mean that it won't pass and you have light. And just because it's dark uh, doesn't mean that the sun doesn't shine. So uh, that's an optimistic view. He wrote, of course, regarding that poem about the Holocaust, and that was his reaction. Beautiful, beautiful work, and I kind of uh, adapted it. Um uh, let's see, the coffee table, I wrote, um, I said, it's, it's, it's funny how people um, 
sit at dining room tables or desks, square, square desks, I say, I said to myself, well, why don't we, why don't we have like coffee tables that are round or conference rooms like, uh, like the United Nations where you're facing each other and you could see different people's emotions? Why aren't buildings built like, uh, the Guggenheim Museum with its round. Uh, I wrote, of course, about my cancer. I feel I, I, wrote, I wrote about an hourglass because it's always in the back of my mind that time is slipping away. Maybe, maybe that, um, maybe that in itself is motivating to me because most people intellectually think about death, but. When you have two uh, fatal diseases with no cure, I don't, there's no cure for multiple myeloma. There only is treatment. I go to Sloan Kettering, and they can keep you alive through the treatment. And uh, unfortunately, because of my cancer, my uh, new kidney was affected by the chemo and the um, the, uh, the, uh, the the cancer. So now. Uh, I can't live without dialysis. So it lasted 10 years. But, uh, uh, and there's wow. certain things, there's certain things I love nature. So, you know, I wrote a poem about, about like, uh, the Robin. Robin, uh, did you did you look at the book? Or you just I did, I did. It? I was thinking that you're, when you're going through this, you talk you talk about trees, you talk about rain, you absolutely dive into nature. I mean, what's really brilliant about your work is I feel like I know you because you go through this and you can tell there is that optimism that you talked about in the beginning that rolls through. And I think that's the beauty of this book. Like you're saying that no matter who you are, they might not have what you have, but it's, I have never met a person that has not gone through challenges. So in in your book from dust to dawn, the vicissitudes of life, that's exactly what it is. You nailed it, nailed it, nailed it with that title what do you hope and you're you're really saying it in this conversation henry but what do you hope people take away from reading your 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 book your poetry which you could pick up at at any point in the book by the way yeah yeah uh well people have told me like for example i have uh uh, medication uh, management where where a nurse comes in every two weeks to check to put in my medicines, I take like 17 pills a day. But, uh, and he told me yesterday when he was here, he bought the book because I showed it to him when he was here. He says every night he sits down with his wife and they read a poem. So that in itself, when people say, you know, this really grabbed me, um, uh, People have told me, well, you know, I had a similar situation where um, I'm trying to think of something specific that I could give to you, but um, uh, I think what you just said, it comes through because I write it with feeling. I think an author has to write with feeling, and... um, I also work for the American Cancer Society fundraising. We're having a walk on October 9th. And so, see, this, uh, it's funny. 
there's a silver lining in everything. Without um, getting sick with the cancer and the kidney, it, it's strange because late in life, I finally found out what I really wanted to do. I worked for the government for my career, uh, which was okay, but it wasn't as fulfilling as this. And, you know, they say youth is, is lost on the young. Uh, if I would have known this when I was 18 years old going to college, it would, uh, you know, uh, if, if, if you can't, you can't look back at, at things. You, 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 you have to take life as it, as it comes. Um, and, uh, and you're doing it now, and that's the key. And so here's the thing. You, you can be inspired by this book, absolutely. And as we just said, pick it up at any point. From Dust to Dawn, Henry Krauss, The Vicissitudes of Life. You can get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever great books are sold. Thanks for coming on, and we wish you the best as you continue to do what you're doing. Thank you so much, much, uh, Kate. Thanks for having me. And uh, all I can say is please spread the word because I'm a uh, self-published writer. And uh, with these uh, publishers, the author has to front all the marketing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So pick up the book for sure. Thanks to Henry and thanks to all of you for listening to the show. Kate Delaney, I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to katedelaneyradio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind the scenes photos, great video, travels, the dog, yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney Fan Page on Facebook. Kate Delaney Fan Page on Facebook. Or hit me up on Twitter at Kate S. Delaney. At Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave, and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com.